Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To keep us safe. Please take care of your families and friends and know we're here for you with our support all day and all night. Listen and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. During these uh, very uncertain times, I have to tell you, I absolutely love doing that. Uh, This was a message that we received from iHeartMedia. That's the company that owns KNRS and, what, more than 800 radio stations around the country. This was supposed to be a one-time event, and all uh, iHeart stations around the country played it yesterday. But I had so much positive feedback on us playing the national anthem. That was Huey Lewis in the news, by the way singing that a cappella version of the uh, national anthem. We had so many comments. I had a lot of emails come in yesterday saying, hey, Rod, thanks for doing that. It really does inspire us that we are one country. We are the United States of America. And yes, we do have our divisions, of course. But in this effort to try and defeat this coronavirus pandemic that is taking place, we need to come together for a few moments and really honor the greatness of this country. So that's why we're going to continue doing it all this week and maybe into next week. We'll decide as the week goes on. But we'll try and bring you a different rendition of that. Like I said, Huey Lewis in the news. Yesterday was Whitney Houston and her fantastic, um, uh, you know, and uh, it, it was just absolutely amazing. So... Uh, we really appreciate you taking a minute to come together and listen to our national anthem because together we are going to get through this. How are you, everybody? And welcome to the Rod Arquette Show with you on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Again, we are broadcasting live from the Northern Command Estate of the Rod Arquette family. And uh, we're in Kaysville today. We've been kicked out of our building as a precautionary move because of the uh, pandemic right now. So we're broadcasting live from my home here in Kaysville. And uh, the way many other shows, many of the iHeartMedia shows, our music stations are doing the exact same thing. And it's good to be with you today. So we've got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about more about COVID-19, how it's impacting the governor's race. Senator Mitt Romney, as uh, Abby mentioned, will be joining us at 505. There are scams out there that shouldn't surprise anybody, but there are slime balls out there with these uh, coronavirus scams right now that are trying to rip people off. We'll get into that. And here's an interesting subject that we're going to explore Later on in the show, with all of this social distancing taking place, and we're being told here in the state of Utah not to have a crowd of more than 10 people together at any given time, that even affected, by the way, how I play pickleball on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, That affected our game today. We had to kind of go to different areas while the other guys played. But um, what about funerals? I mean, the loss of a loved one is just very, very difficult for anybody out there. And for not, uh, you know, being told you can't bring your family together 
to honor the loved one you have lost has got to be difficult. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about your taxes throughout the show today. So we invite you to stay with us right here on the uh, on the Rod Arquette Show this afternoon. If you want to be a part of it, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, just dial pound 250 and make sure you say, hey, Rod. Now, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. That was in a tweet that the president sent out over the weekend, and it sure has created a huge discussion in this country about must we kill the economy to kill the virus? And, you know, there are some people who are criticizing, are we that divided that we have to explore that question? But to be honest, I think we do. I think Donald Trump was speaking for many Americans who are trying to make a point, how far do we go in killing the economy while trying at the same time to kill this virus? And I think we should have that discussion. Now, let's start from the beginning, all right? America was unprepared for this pandemic. We were unprepared for it, all right? The president moved quickly. As a matter of fact, I think up on our website today, I've got 74 things the president did to try and stop the spread of coronavirus, but let's be honest, we weren't prepared for this. Now, the immediate imperative right now is to produce hospital beds, right? And to produce the equipment that they need and get it delivered to doctors and nurses and hospitals. Those are the frontline troops right now who, let's be honest, are in this battle. But there's also a clampdown on non-essential businesses. They're being closed, now, to some, non-essential businesses should be closed. But to other, the bars, the restaurants, the hotels, I mean, the cruise ships, the shops, the malls, are places of employment and indispensable sources of income for millions of Americans. So how non-essential are they in the overall scheme of things? How do we follow the instructions of the president and the governors to remain in our homes to get the prescriptions filled and buy the food to feed our families. And how long can this shutdown be sustained? Now, the president, during his town hall meeting today with Fox News, which, by the way, was wonderful, uh, the president said today that his target is Easter Sunday, here on April 12th, that he is hopeful that we will have enough of a handle on this thing so that can we can return to some normalcy. Now, how much normalcy we'll be able to return to, we don't know at this time. But he says, let's shoot for that target date. And I'm glad he did. Will we make it? I don't know. I really don't know. Will we be able, you know, we aren't we aren't at the peak period here yet, so we may not be there in time or by Easter Sunday. But that's the challenge the president has now. And more tests are being done each and every day here in Utah and around the country. We're dealing with this as rapidly as we can, but it's a good question again. How do we kill, you know, do we kill the economy, which many economists are predicting we could be headed to a depression, not a recession, but a depression, if this goes on for an extended period of time? Now, remember, what was it, last week the president said we could be looking at July or August. Well, talk about killing the economy, something like that would happen. So, the question is, the debate that's going on in this country right now, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this a little bit later on in the show, is, is this. Must we cripple or destroy the economy 
to rescue the American nation from the coronavirus crisis of 2020? And that is the real question. We And, and, and let's be honest, don't call me callous or uncaring because I feel for people who have already lost loved ones. We've had one death here in the state of Utah and people who are struggling with this. As I you know, hear from some people, it is a nasty, nasty thing to get a hold of. But you know what? We have to be able to have a discussion like that and make sure that America is okay. And that's what we're going to be talking about throughout the show today. And we'll want to get you, you know, uh, some people are saying the coronavirus doesn't give a darn about the economy. That's true. It doesn't. It's going everywhere. But I think we have to care about the economy and the impact it's having on the American people today. So we'll explore that later on. All right, coming up next here on the Rod Arcant Show, We'll be talking with Sally Pipe. Sally is the president and CEO and fellow in the healthcare policy at the Pacific Care in- Pacific Research Institute, I should say. You know what? Yesterday, I bet nobody thought about this. It was the 10th anniversary of Obamacare. And we'll talk about Obamacare in relationship to the coronavirus. And we invite you to uh, stay with us a little bit later on, as I mentioned, because, you know, I, I think... I think was today the day was the uh, neighborhood caucus meetings. They aren't taking place. The state GOP convention is going to be a virtual convention. So we're going to talk with another member of the uh, of the field of candidates running for the governor's office about how they're dealing with it. Jeff Burningham will join us at 435. Now, throughout the day today, taking center stage on the Rod Arquette Show is Jordan Wilcox, Utah's tax attorney, to talk about all things concerning your taxes. And I know, Jordan, you're getting a lot of questions out there right now, Jordan. So welcome to the show this afternoon. I guess the biggest question right now, we need to remind people of the IRS dates and deadlines that have been imposed on Americans amid this coronavirus. Can you talk about that a little bit right now, Jordan? Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me, Rod. Um, The IRS has extended as of last week the uh, payment deadline as well as the filing deadline for uh, 2019 tax returns for uh, individuals and businesses that have a due date of April 15th. So the new uh, filing date and payment date is July 15th, 2020. All right. I want to clear up the confusion, Jordan, because I know for a while they were talking about you had to file by the 15th, but you wouldn't have uh, to pay until July 15th. But that has all changed. You don't have to file and you don't have to pay until July 15th. Is that right? That's correct. And also, uh, bear in mind, if you are anticipating a refund, it's in your best interest to file as soon as possible. You don't have to wait. And if you could use the money in your pocket sooner rather than later, then take advantage of, uh, of time and do it now. All right. How about the business tax deadlines, uh, Jordan? Have they changed at all? Uh, so the, the tax deadlines is whatever is due on April 15th is what is uh, advanced to the July 15th. So that would be for uh, C corporations as well as uh, individual income tax. The uh, S corporations and uh, 1065 partnerships, those deadlines have already happened there in the past, and that happened before the IRS ever extended relief. That was before uh, two weeks ago when the world uh, fell apart. All right. Well, Jordan Wilcox will be with us on center stage throughout the day today. We'll ask him a lot of questions about your taxes, so we invite you to keep on listening. And if you'd like to get more information with Jordan right now, several ways to do so. You can visit TaxHelpUT.com. That's TaxHelpUT.com. 
UT.com, or give them a call. Uh, dial pound 250 and say tax help, pound 250 tax help, or call them director at 801-657-5981. Jordan Wilcox, Utah State. And I know we will rise to meet the challenge yet again. That's what Utahns do. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol... Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this uh, Tuesday. Already, what is it, the 24th day of March as we head toward April. And uh, a lot going on today in our continuing coverage of anything related to the COVID-19 pandemic. That's what we're talking about each and every day on the Rod Arquette Show to keep you informed. I just got another nice email from a listener saying, you know, thank you very much for playing the national anthem to start your show today. And we're going to be doing this throughout this every day this week and maybe even to next week as we try and bring America together to fight this pandemic. And I know that we can. So I appreciate that uh, nice email. I got a lot of them yesterday. All right. Um, we're going to just change change gears just a little bit. And this is related, I think, to the COVID-19 pandemic as well. But there was an interesting anniversary yesterday. I wonder how many of you remember it, it was on March 23rd of 2010 that President Barack Obama signed the Affordable Care Act into law, otherwise known as Obamacare. And at the time of the signing, of course, it was promised that an era of affordable health care would take place. Well, instead, what has happened? Well, joining us on our Newsmaker line right now to talk all about this, a great guest. We love having her on the show, Sally Pipe. She is President, CEO, and Fellow in Healthcare Policy at the Pacific Research Institute. Sally, how are you? And welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, I think I'm surviving. I've touched wood so far. I haven't got COVID-19, but I must say, being in California where you everything's on lockdown, it's a bit of a, <laughs> it's a bit stressful when you're used to going to work every day at your office and then having to stay in and to cook and to do, to do everything inside is, is a bit, it's a bit stressful for someone like myself. <laughs> I was going to say, so Sally, so is it, yeah, is it a bit eerie knowing nothing is moving basically in California right now? Well, it's totally eerie. I mean, all you know, when you think of the L.A. freeways and the traffic every morning, and then you, you go on a little errand and there's nobody nobody on the road. No, it, it's almost like The Shining. The hotel, near, there's nobody in the giant Langham Hotel near us. And it's like The Shining when you go in there because there are no guests. It's really eerie. <laughs> oh, wow. Strange. Sally, let's talk about the 10th anniversary of Obamacare. A lot of money. And what do we have to show for it? Anything at all? Well, not very much, as, as you know. 
the pre- uh, President Obama at the time had said, remember, we have to pass, we have to, uh, with, well, Nancy Pelosi, we have to pass this law so we can find out what's in it. We found out what's in it. The, uh, President Obama had said, if you like your doctor and you like your insurance plan, nothing will change. Well, 10 years later, people know that everything has changed. And he said the average family would see their premiums go down by $2,500 a year. And that is not true either, as we've seen um, um, premiums go up up significantly, up up by um, 70% since 2014, deductibles up 30%. The average individual on the uh, benchmark silver plan, their deductible is $6,500. A lot of people, wow. middle-income people, can't afford that. So, um, we and we uh, we over he overturned the healthcare system for a maximum at the most a couple of years ago at uh, 13 14 million now we have about 10 million 85% getting subsidies from the federal government. So, it's absolutely it was it was a terrible idea but I always felt and I still believe that the idea of President Obama to do Obamacare was to be a slow move to getting to single payer without having to immediately ban all private coverage and putting people into a government plan. Mm -hmm. Sally, you could probably talk about this forever, but at its core, as you've looked at Obamacare over the years, and we're 10 years into it now, what do you think is the number one issue, the number one problem with trying to do something like Barack Obama tried to do? Well, I think the number one issue is the fact that, you know, so many people, you know, thought they were going to be able to get get, um, affordable coverage on an exchange with a deductible they could afford. They would be able to, um, you know, get keep their own doctor. But, of course, the networks and many insurance companies on the exchanges are very small, so they can't keep their own doctor. So it's a combination of high premiums, high deductibles, small networks of doctors and hospitals. And, um, and so, and it, it's just, you know, it, it's so expensive and it, it hasn't, and I mean, as I say, I mean, there's about 3 million people who are receiving, um, exchange coverage that are not subsidized by the government, but it's, 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 it, it's a complete disaster. And so few insurance companies actually, you know, enrolled, signed up for the exchanges because they knew that it was going to cost them a lot of money because of the 10 essential health benefits and the fact that the young people, even when the uh, mandate was in, uh, young people paid that individual mandate penalty rather than buying coverage. Today, the average plan is $472 a month for an individual. That's not, you know, that's not affordable for a lot of people. So it's been a disaster and not done what Obama had promised the American people. Sally, I, I want to ask you, is, is Obamacare so ingrained in our health care system today that we'll never be able to completely get rid of it because there'll always be some shades of Obamacare here and there. Will we ever be able to completely rid, uh, get rid of Obamacare out of our current health care system? Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, that, that's, I'm fighting for that because I believe, and I'm also fighting against uh, Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders, whose goal is to bring about Medicare for all single payer where there would be no private coverage in this country or uh, Vice President Joe Biden, who's in this race against Mr. Sanders for the Democratic nomination, he says, well, he's for building on Obamacare. He says, well, you know, um, I-, I want to um, in- introduce a public option into the exchanges. And remember, back when Pelosi was the leader of the House, back when this was signed into law, she had a public option in the House version. But mm-hmm. It was taken out mm-hmm. in the Senate. Public option, government insurance plan to keep to compete against private insurers. And um, that's what Joe Biden wants. But it's a stepping stone approach uh, to single payer. So I guess it depends what happens in November. I think if President Trump is reelected, you know, he had promised the American people he'd get rid of it. 
we can achieve universal coverage if we have universal choice, if we empower doctors and patients. This has been a disaster, a $1 trillion disaster to cover um, at, the ma- at the maximum 10 million people. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it sure is. Sally, as always, great pleasure to have you on. Stay safe there in California, will you? I will, and talk to you soon, I hope. Thanks. All right, all right. That's Sally Pipes. She is president and CEO and fellow in healthcare policy at the Pacific Research Institute, talking about the damage that has been done to our healthcare system thanks to Obamacare. All right, when we come back, we'll talk with a candidate for governor and talk to him, Jeff Burningham, about how he's dealing with the campaign during these restrictions that are now affecting all of us. That's coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, I want to take a minute right now and talk to you about the real estate market. You know, homes are still selling. I know a lot of people out there say, well, if everything's shut down or homes moving, well, I just spoke the other day with Justin Udy, and he said, Rod, homes are selling. So if you're thinking about selling your home right now, right now is a great time to put it on the market. Why? Well, first of all, interest rates are at historic lows, okay? Secondarily, um, you know, there's not a lot of inventory out there. People are looking for homes to buy. So if you've got a home that you want to sell, sell quickly and get top dollar for your investment, well, turn to Justin Udy and Team Real Estate. Now, Justin Udy, he's with the Century 21 Everest Group, uh, has been recognized as one of the top realtors in the country. And his team at Justin Udy and Team Real Estate recognizes one of the top sales teams here in the state of Utah. So let me give you a few points I want you to consider. First of all, he has a 29-day guarantee. If you sign up with Justin and your home is not under contract within 29 days, he'll sell it for free. That means absolutely no commission whatsoever. He may even buy it himself. And he will work to get your home sold within the first 48 hours. So what are you waiting for? Reach out to Justin Udy and Justin Udy and Team Real Estate today. All you do is have to go to 7609. That's 1-800-500-7609. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, you know, the thing I like about Donald Trump, and I've always admired this, is that he is willing to say what is on a lot of people's minds, you know. And as he said during the town hall meeting today, when he was talking about, um, you know, maybe, you know, lightening the restrictions that we're facing in this country by about Easter Sunday, which is, what, three weeks from now, a little bit less than three weeks from now, and I think a lot of people have are, are asking those questions. We're thinking about this because, you know, a lot of people are saying, all right, do we have to kill the economy to kill this virus? Now, the governor announced just a short time ago of a three-pronged approach to try and protect the uh, economy here in Utah, while at the same time making sure this virus doesn't take over. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later on in the show. But I really want to get into this discussion. Must we kill the economy to kill the virus? Now, there are some people out there, even Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox texted out a while ago saying, you know, we shouldn't even be talking about this. Well, I think we should be talking about it because, you know, those people, those, quote, non-essential people who own businesses, bars, restaurants, uh, travel businesses, you know, they are essential. 
They are essential to our economy. They're essential to their own livelihood. So these are questions I think we need to ask, and we'll talk about that. I want to throw out one quick correction a moment ago. I made a mistake as we were talking with uh, Jordan Wilcox. The number to call to get tax help from Jordan is 801-657-5951. I think I said 5981, but it is 801-657-5951, and we'll be talking to Jordan a little bit more here in just a few minutes. All right, Um, since we are not having... The Neighborhood Caucus meetings tonight, which had been scheduled, since we are not going to have a typical uh, state GOP convention, it will be a virtual convention, you know, over the next several days, we're going to be talking with many of the gubernatorial candidates about how they're dealing with this and their reaction to the COVID-19 and how it's affecting their campaign. And joining us on our Newsmaker line right now is one of those candidates for governor, Jeff Burningham. Jeff, how are you? And welcome back to the show. Good, Rod. Good to be with you today. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you've seen this yet. The governor released his economic plan today, thanks to the task force that he put together. Have you had a chance to look at it at all? And if you have, what are your initial impressions? Yeah, I I wish that I had. I have not. I heard that it came out. I have not been able to look at it at all. I've been in back-to-back things this afternoon. But it is critical. Obviously, this is a health crisis that is quickly turning into an economic crisis. I called upon the governor and and the lieutenant governor and task force about 10 days ago at the press conference where I stopped, announced that I would stop gathering signatures because of the health crisis. I called upon them to immediately use the surplus that the people of Utah, the entrepreneurs of our state have created a massive surplus. I called upon them to use that to help small businesses and individuals and families here in Utah. It's critical that we do that. Uh, Jeff, so far, how do you think the state is handling this uh, pandemic? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to say on a national level. I think it's hard to say on a state level. We've never done this before. Certainly, I don't think it's a time to be pointing fingers, but it is a time for bold leadership. I think that's something that the people of Utah could count on for me uh, if if I were the next governor here in the state. It's time for uh, bold leadership, for smart solutions. We certainly need a, a governor who understands the economy. Unfortunately, um, I fear that this will push us into or is leading to a recession. And so we'll have some, uh, certainly have some economic uh, work to do. Again, I haven't been able to look at the governor's plan. Uh, I'll do that later tonight. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. How is the pandemic affecting your ability to campaign? Because, you know, you you just mentioned you announced, what, about 10 days ago, you weren't going to collect signatures anymore. I don't know if you even feel comfortable in going door to door. Probably not right now. I mean, how is this impacting your campaign, Jeff? Oh, it's impacting it in every way, to be honest with you. We've been working, (laughs) we've had over 500 political meetings uh, public political meetings in the state over the last year as I was trying to make a decision and then gearing up and then came into the race. And so it's affecting it in every way. We, we're having our eighth teletown hall tonight at, at 7.30. We've done eight of those in just the last week. Like you mentioned, I was gathering signatures. We have over 20,000 internally verified signatures that we will not be turning in any longer. I just could not, I'll be honest, I just could not sleep at night with the thought I had 50 volunteers and friends going door to door to several thousand doors a day in the state of Utah. I just could not understand how that was a good idea during a a health crisis like we're facing. And so 
you know, we had recruited a bunch of delegates to run tonight. Like you said, tonight it should be caucus night, and that's not happening. We have the delegates now from two years ago. And so everything has turned on its head, that's for sure, Rod. But I, I feel like I've, uh, you know, at least politically here in Utah, I've been training for the political kind of Olympics. I've been excited <laughs> about it, and now it's turned into a virtual, almost like a Wii Olympics, a virtual contest. It's hard. It's hard to do, but we're doing our best. Um, I, you know, I'm used to disruption, and, and we have a smart plan to still get on the ballot and, and to win this race. All right. Well, Jeff, as always, great chatting with you. Good luck the rest of the way. Good luck at the virtual convention coming up here in about a month. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Jeff. Thanks, Rod. Good to talk. All right. That's Jeff Burningham, a candidate for governor here in the state of Utah, talking about the COVID effect on the campaign. We've talked to most of the candidates tomorrow. Thomas Wright will join us here on the Rod Arquette Show as we'll talk about the impact it's having on his campaign as well. Well, taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show is Utah's tax attorney, Jordan Wilcox. And before I talk with Jordan, I want to mention I made a mistake the last time in giving out the number. So let me give that to you right now. 801 657 5951. That's 801-657-5951. If you want to call Jordan and get answers to any of your tax questions out there, you can also just dial pound 250 and say tax help, and that will get you to Jordan as well. And he's back with us on center stage. Jordan, let's talk right now about the impact of the coronavirus right now and solutions for taxpayers in these difficult times. What are some of the suggestions you have, Jordan? Sure. So first things first, Rod, is to uh, face the problem. Uh, A lot of people have been dealing with uh, unresolved tax matters, and they've plagued them for 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, And it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, But in order to qualify for any form of relief, it's necessary to be in full filing compliance. And that's one of the things that we do, is we aim to be a one-stop shop for our clients. And what I mean by that is we handle tax return preparation as well as tax resolution. So we we get it done A to Z. Um, First things first that anybody can do is um, just face the problem head on and be brave and take courage and take action. Jordan, if, if you're having a problem with the IRS right now, is this a strong time, a perfect time to try and reach a settlement with the Internal Revenue Service? And if so, why? I would say, Rob, the best thing that anybody can do is strategically attack the problem with effective representation strategies while the economy is facing current conditions. The reason for that is the IRS looks at somebody's ability to settle a tax liability based off of their ability to pay or their reasonable collection potential. This takes into consideration home equity, vehicle equity, 401k, IRA, Um, cash on hand and disposable income. And it's quite possible that all of those components have been impacted by the coronavirus and the economic impact that it's having on people. We look at Drudge Report and we see that people are, that the unemployment rate is teetering near 30%. So Mm -hmm. when life is at its absolute worst is really the best time to seek to deal with the IRS because it's based off of a taxpayer's ability to pay, and the worse off a taxpayer is financially, the more we can do for the taxpayer. 
Great advice from Jordan Wilcox, Utah's tax attorney, and he'll be with us throughout the day on center stage. Jordan, will be talking with you again. Don't let fear paralyze you. As Jordan just said, give him a call and find out how he can help you. Here's the number to call, 801-657-5951, 801-657-5951, or just dial pound 250. On yourself, then say SNS Roofing for a free bid. That's pound 250, then say SNS Roofing. Just another reminder. Welcome back to the Radar Catch Show here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listening, you know, just another reminder that Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS is helping you pay your bills. That's right. 12 times a day at the top of the hour, we'll give you a chance. We invite you to listen to the winning nationwide keyword. It's a national contest, so listen for that winning keyword of the hour and then text it to 200-200. That's 200-200 for your chance to win $1,000. We're helping you pay your bills here on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. So make sure you be listening throughout the day at the top of the hour for your chance to win. One note I want to pass along to you, and I saw this an interesting story today. You know, we've got schools closed, businesses closed due to coronavirus. We even have some government agencies that are closed on restricted schedules maybe. But the one agency that is still out there working the utah highway patrol now according to uhp troopers some drivers think the pandemic means it's open season for them to ignore the rules of the road but the uhp is just offering you a very simple reminder that yes they are out there and they will ticket you if you are breaking the law when it comes to something out on the highway there is no grace period so if a trooper spots you in violation you're going to be stopped and you could be cited. So that's just a gentle reminder from the Utah Highway Patrol. All right, time now for entertainment news. Major Hollywood news. All right, to somebody who never breaks the law, never goes over the speed limit. He's laughing in the background. AJ from 971ZHD is with us today for entertainment update. You're a law-abiding citizen for the most part, I aren't am, you? I am, but I'm, I'm the original. Uh, let's see, I was going 70 on Legacy before it was cool. Oh, okay, okay. You were doing 70 on Legacy. You're, you're a brave individual, no. man. No, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, I know a couple of guys in the Centerville Police Department who may or may not have said, you're clear for this particular section to go 68. Oh, okay. Okay. And I, and I pushed well, That's good to know. Yeah, because you, you and I take the uh, Legacy Highway all the time. Yeah, yeah pretty much every do. day. Yep, yep. What's going on? Uh, all right, so uh, let's see. Let's start with the Schwarzenegger guy. Arnold is his first name. He donated a million dollars to... Frontline responders and the uh, the GoFundMe that is, I believe it's upwards of five million dollars is what they're looking for. They're at three point two million so far, and Arnold donated a million. Oh, what a nice guy! Thank you, Arnold. So, but I, here's the thing that I want to know is how does this money get distributed? And it's been broken down for us. So, if you're somebody who has made a donation to the Frontline Responders Fund, here's what happens: first, it goes to the manufacturers who make the stuff. The money is then trickled down to the trucks who drive it to the stuff, or to the places, that is. And uh, and then it's gotten into the hands of the, the medical staff that needs it. Oh, well, that's good. That's the way it should be, they isn't it? kind of like a uh, 
chain of command, if you will. <laughs> should be. Should be. All right. What else going on? ACM Awards, the Academy of Country Music Awards, were supposed to happen on April 5th. They have been moved to September 16th. Um, Keith Urban was, I believe, the host, too, and I think he is still slated to be the host when those come back in September. So Good. If good. you're a fan of country music, that's a big show. That's something to yeah, watch. Yeah, 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 it's a big one. Big one for the industry. Uh, and then you've got, let's see, uh, this story here about Taylor Swift and Kanye West. He... Kanye West says that there was this agreement over a phone call a couple of years ago when he was going to refer to her as a B word and that he made her famous in one of his songs. It was, <laughs> oh, she's, geez. she's saying that no, there was never an agreement, but there's video of the phone call between Kanye <laughs> and Taylor Swift taken by his wife, Kim Kardashian West. Yeah. And surprise, uh, surprise. I guess it pretty much validates Kanye's point of view yeah, from my yeah, perspective. Yeah. So yeah. surprise, surprise. Hey, by the by the way, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Tomorrow, we'll make sure you yeah. don't sound like you're from the outer edges of Mars. Oh, okay. Do I sound like <laughs> okay. from the outer edges of Mars? <laughs> yeah, you do today. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Or maybe it's in my earphone. It could be me. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's family to 200-200. We're live. We are local. And, of course, we're everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're here to give you the latest information on the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome back, hour number two of the Rod Arquette Show on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. If you want to be a part of the program today, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, Hey, Rod, I know there are a lot of questions out there that many of you have concerning your taxes. Jordan Wilcox, Utah's tax attorney, will be joining us again at about 15 past the hour, and uh, we'll ask him more questions. So if you have questions about your taxes, listen in. That's coming up in just a uh, few minutes here on the Rod Arkencho. We'll be talking about this here. I want to get to your phone calls. Um, uh, our news partner, KUTV, is reporting this afternoon that a group of physicians say the social distancing, which is taking place in this state right now, is not enough. They want a complete lockdown here in the state. Now, earlier we had Sally Pipes. Sally lives in Southern California on to talk about Obamacare, but she said it is just eerie in California right now. Nothing is moving there. The same in New York. I've seen pictures in New York City, and the place looks like a ghost town. Well, doctors here in the state of Utah want us to do that as well, and we'll get your reaction to that coming up in just a few minutes. Now, um, word today... Um, 
Fourth District Congressman Ben McAdams, uh, who has been dealing with the uh, coronavirus, uh, has been hospitalized and apparently has been told he's to stay in the hospital. Apparently, at times, he's having trouble breathing. He's had to turn to oxygen. Of course, he wanted to get out, but they said, nope, you're going to stay here for a little while. So we that's the latest update for you on, uh, on uh, Ben McAdams. Yesterday, Utah Senator Mike Lee and Utah Senator Mitt Romney, they flew home together on a private jet. They wore masks. They were six feet apart. But they came back as a result of their decision to self-isolate simply because of their exposure with Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, who um, tested positive for the uh, coronavirus. Um, now, Senator Romney got some good news today, as Abby has been reported reporting today, that um, he tested negative for coronavirus. We talked to Senator Romney on our newsmaker line a short time ago and asked him for his comment on the good news that he got today. Well, that's exactly right. That is good news. And so I thought, well, the uh, quarantine is over. But then the uh, doctor, uh, and actually I talked to the head of the CDC as well, uh, he said, nope, you got to stay in 14 days because just because you test negative doesn't mean you won't become positive two or three days from now. So uh, it's good news, but uh, but not as good as I might have hoped. How frustrating is it, Mitt, knowing that in this self-isolation that you and I think Senator Lee are also doing, that you can't get back to Washington and vote on the stimulus package? How frustrating is that right now? Well, actually, I'm pleased that I was able to have a hand in crafting the package, uh, both with regards to what goes to individuals, but also the small business package. And uh, frankly, the only way it passes is if Republicans and Democrats vote together. So this is not going to be a vote where one or two uh, particular votes make a difference. It's going to be all hands in favor of the program. So my guess is it will pass, uh, if you will, 80 to perhaps 10 or 15. How will this stimulus package help things out right now with the situation we're in, Mitt? What will it do for the country, especially on the economic side? Well, there are three parts that really impact uh, the lives of our our people. First is uh, payments to individuals, and that comes in two parts. One is a a check of $1,200 per adult plus $500 per child for people earning up to $75,000 a year as an individual or $150,000 a year as a couple. And then it tapers down uh, from there uh, if have people have higher income. So that's to help people uh, get started in the things that they need to buy, particularly after they've stocked their shelves uh, with food and other provisions for the uh, two weeks ahead. Secondly, we're raising the unemployment insurance uh, payment substantially. So people will be able to count on continuing to receive their full pay if they go on unemployment. Then we turn to small business. Businesses with under 500 employees will be able to go to the bank that they normally bank with and get a government-guaranteed loan to pay them for two and a half times their normal uh, uh, payroll for uh, their personnel and rent. They will use the money for those purposes, and at the end of the period, those loans will be forgiven. So it's a way for uh, small businesses to keep their employees and to pay their rent. And then the third branch is for larger businesses, and we put aside about $450 billion to be able to help larger businesses. It will be done by loans and various forms of uh, investment in larger businesses like airlines. And frankly, any business that's been dramatically impacted by the virus will be able to get a loan uh, and be able to keep operating. One of the sticking points, I understand, Mitt, that the Democrats had was they wanted more oversight as to the money going to big business, and apparently they are going to get it. Why do you think that is so important to them? 
Well, I, I understand that and, and don't disagree with that. The, the question is always, uh, how can you determine precisely what the terms will be of loans given to a particular enterprise? So, for instance, uh, the loan that you might uh, provide for American Airlines might be very different than for, for JetBlue. They may have different circumstances, different debt in their balance sheet already. And so you're expecting the Treasury Department to work out a loan, if you will, case by case. It's hard to plan what those might be in advance. But the Treasury Secretary, Stephen Mnuchin, said he's very comfortable with having close oversight. Uh, there's no one trying to pull any wool over anyone's eyes. We just want to make sure that businesses that are employing people don't shut down and put all those people in unemployment. We'd rather keep the business in business paying its employees. Mitt, you along with uh, Senators Rubio and Gardner have now asked the president to uh, create a National Security Council task force to kind of counter this, uh, the Chinese government's sinister propaganda. What is going on out there with China and trying to blame all of this on the United States, Mitch? Well, I, I don't know that their program is getting a lot of uh, purchase, but uh, they're making a very strong effort in countries around the world to say that the coronavirus was developed by American CIA or military sources and dropped into China to embarrass them, uh, and that all of this pain and suffering is due to America. And, of course, that's ridiculous. It's just as ridiculous as people here that were saying that China did this on purpose. So these kind of conspiracies get pumped up and sent around. But China's making a real effort promoting it in their country and around the world. And we simply have to confront that and push back against it and make sure that people know that, no, this did not come from the United States. This came from, I think we, we know, from these fresh meat markets in China, like the flu comes regularly. This time it's a particularly bad one, and they can't get off the uh, the hot plate uh, by trying to cast blame somewhere else. Knowing that information is very restricted in China, you would know that as well as anybody else, Mitt. How do you get that message to China, or is it more important to get it to the rest of the world and not China? I think the most important place to get it is outside of China, frankly, uh, to nations around the world that China's trying to influence. I mean, you recognize China's effort is to try and become the the, the powerhouse of the world over the next 20 years, militarily, economically, and socially and politically. And, uh, and so we need to make sure that they don't uh, try and minimize us by spreading lies of that nature. And inside China, you know, with the Internet, with people talking one to the other, I think there's a growing recognition that they can't rely on what they're hearing from their own government. The, um, should we, I, I don't know what we would do, Mitt, but possibly... Uh, issue sanctions against China or punish China for this uh, sinister propaganda that they've got going on right now? Should there some? Should the U.S. be doing something to counter what China is doing and to punish them for? It? Well, I, you know, I, I think um, you know, we'll see how effective we are in our uh, truth uh, uh, effort, and we'll see how uh, broadly they spread their their lies. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, we have a long list of things we want to punish China for what they're doing in the South China Sea, uh, what they do in a predatory manner to put American businesses out of business by uh, competing unfairly in marketplaces around the world, uh, what they're doing with North Korea, uh, what they're doing in, in monitoring their people and cracking down uh, on, on minorities in their country. It's, uh, there are a whole series of things we'd like to uh, wrap their knuckles for, and uh, we could probably add this to the list. The uh, the economy, as we continue through this restrictive period now, there's talk, you know, the president said today he'd like to do something by Easter if we possibly could. Others are arguing it should go on longer. But the impact it's having on the economy, it took us a long, long time to come out of this recession. 
But going into this, the economy was very strong. Will we be able to come out of this faster than we did out of the recession? Any idea at this point? You know, I think we're going to uh, decide at some point that it's time to uh, turn the economy back on and have people go back to work. Uh, it may be different in different regions of the country where the virus has not been as aggressive in expanding into the population. Uh, it may be as well that certain individuals, people that are health compromised or older, uh, stay, if you will, not isolated, but stay sort of apart uh, for some period of time, but that the economy uh, softly and slowly gets to return to normal. That, that I think, is going to happen at some point. I don't know when that'll be, whether it's a week or a month or two months, but it's not going to go on indefinitely. We're, we're not going to have the economy closed forever. And, uh, and, and so the, the decision as to when we do reopen it is going to have to be based upon analysis of data. When I say data, it's who's getting sick, who's going to the hospital, who's in the ICU, and who, unfortunately, is passing away. With that information, we can take a more skillful and scalpeled approach to how we're going to, uh, if you will, get the economy back on its, on its feet. And so that's the debate that's going on now. We need more data. But with that data, we'll be able to make a wise decision, I hope. And by the way, I think states are going to make those decisions. Uh, you know, what's, what's going to be done here in Utah is going to be guided by Gary Herbert and, and the lieutenant governor. What's going to be done in New York City is going to be a very different matter. On our Newsmaker Line, Utah Senator Mitt Romney testing negative today for the coronavirus, talking about what we need to do against China and its sinister propaganda, his words, and also about the economy. More coming up on the Radar Catch Show, including a call from the Utah from Utah doctors telling the governor, shut it down. They want the state of Utah to completely shut down. They say Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Social distancing is not working, and we'll get your reaction to that coming up right here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know, taking center stage today on the show is Utah's tax attorney, Jordan Wilcox, joining us right now as we talk about taxes. You know, these are very uncertain times, Jordan. We all know that right now, but there is one certainty, and that is the IRS is going to come after you no matter what. Is that fair to say? You know, uh, that, that is fair to say. And before we jump into that, I just want to say I'm glad that uh, Mitt Romney tested negative. Yeah, um, I think we all are, sure. With, with that off my chest, um, yeah, the, the, the future is uncertain. And employment may be uncertain, especially in these uh, economic times uh, with so much uh, just happening by the moment, really. But the IRS is the lifeblood of what is going to ultimately be uh, funding 
any sort of stimulus. The, the money is going to come from the government. The government gets their money from taxes. So that is a machine that just can't shut down. So where you might see relief in current periods um, tax payment extension, there is no relief to speak of at this point in time for any delinquent taxpayers. If you have a delinquent tax bill, if you are unfiled, the system turns on and it's best not to be consumed by the system, but to face the system. And that's exactly what we handle. Knowing what's going on uh, right now, Jordan, do you think the IRS, for the time being, may be a little bit more forgiving of delinquent taxpayers than they have in the past? So it's systematic. It's based off the taxpayer's ability to pay, and that ability to pay looks at equity positions. Equity positions are going to be negatively impacted because of the economic impact of the coronavirus. You know, 401ks are not what they were two weeks ago. IRAs are not what they were two weeks ago. Even home values uh, are arguably not what they were two weeks ago. Uh, Who wants to move into a house of somebody who just, you know, is is vacating? Has the house been empty for 17 days? That's the question on the table. Um, And, you know, I I speak uh, kind of flippantly, but at the end of the day, all uh, analysis is based off of each individual taxpayer's facts and circumstances. And the worse off they are financially, the more that can be done in settlement negotiations. So to answer the question, uh, a long answer to a short question is uh, the economic conditions are, are surely going to play a role uh, in, in relief. I, I, I can't say exactly what that is. Every single case is, is independent and based on its own facts and circumstances, but um, the rule remains the same, and that is reasonable collection potential. As reasonable collection potential is negatively impacted, then um, settlements become uh, more, more favorable. All right. Well, don't let fear paralyze you. Reach out right now to uh, Jordan Wilcox. He is Utah's tax attorney. If you have an issue with the Internal Revenue Service, and you can get a hold of him very easily. Just dial pound 250 and say tax help. That's pound 250 and say tax help. Or you can give him a call at 801-657-5951 or go online at taxhelp.com forward slash cure or call 1-800-NEWFEED. Around our catch you here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Great to chat with uh, Utah Senator Mitt Romney, the other great guest that we've had on the show already today. And still, we've got another jam-packed hour and a half for you as you work your way home tonight, or maybe you're at home working. Uh, whatever the case. Radio, by the way, the number one choice for people working at home. We're a companion. And during this coronavirus pandemic, we're here to help you out, so... We invite you to stay with us throughout the day. Glenn Rush, when Rush is able to get back, having some real health challenges right now, and I think you all know why. Sean is there every day, and we're here every afternoon to uh, help you out as well. You know, I noticed this over the weekend. I was talking with somebody about this over the weekend. Isn't it? Don't you find it interesting that um, here you have the state of New York and the state of California, two of the largest states that we have in the country today, 
all complaining about coronavirus and not getting the federal response that they want and not doing the things to help people out, even though I think uh, the Trump administration is listening to them and helping them out. But have you heard anything from the state of Texas? I mean, Texas, you have to know the people of Texas, and they will take a challenge on, will not ask for any help. They'll work together and challenge it, right? And that's what's going on in the state of Texas now. Well, all of a sudden, the lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, finds himself in a bit of hot water today. He was on Fox News with Tucker Carlson last night and said that lots of grandparents would be willing to die in order to save the economy for their grandchildren. And that sure is stirring up things, but here's exactly what he said on Tucker Carlson last night. I'm living smart, listening to the president, the CDC guidelines, like all people should, but I'm not living in fear of COVID-19. What I'm living in fear of is what's happening to this country. And, you know, Tucker, no one reached out to me and said, uh, as a senior citizen, uh, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves for your children and grandchildren? And if that's the exchange, I'm all in. Um, And that doesn't make me noble or brave or anything like that. I just think there are lots of grandparents out there in this country, like me, I have six grandchildren, that what we all care about and what we love more than anything are those children. And I want to, you know, live smart and, uh, and, and see through this, but I don't want the whole country to be sacrificed. Interesting point of view from Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick in the state of Texas. I want to get your reaction to that, but I also want to get your reaction to this. Basically, you have a group of doctors here in the state of Utah, the Utah Academy of Family Physicians, sending a letter to the governor today. There are about 1,100 who are part of that organization here in the state saying, Governor, shut the state down. Do it right now. This idea of social distancing and uh, is not working right now, and we need to shut the state down. Boy, do I disagree with that. I, I just, you know, I, I, I think here in Utah, we are taking the precautions necessary. And I know we had an incident at the airport with return missionaries on uh, over the weekend. But I think for the most part, people are doing what we're asked, being asked to do. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I want to get your reaction to this, but this call to shut the state down, I don't think is what we need to do. Now, I'm not a doctor. These doctors are, you know, they have the knowledge that I don't have. But I think here in Utah, we are responsible people and we understand this. I know a lot of people who are social distancing right now. Um, they aren't going out. They, you know, they're no, we don't do it in our family. You know, I, I don't think I left the house at all today, except for early this morning to go play a little pickleball. But that was about it. And I think that's what a lot of families are doing. So I want to get your reaction to that and your reaction to this whole idea of killing the economy to kill the virus. The president said at that Fox News town hall meeting today that he thinks by about Easter Sunday, which is April 12th, that he is strongly thinking about starting easing some of the restrictions that he has placed on America in dealing with coronavirus. Is the president right or is he wrong? And should the governor shut down this state? 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone dial. Comedy when you need to laugh. Here when you need it. And always free. Download the iHeartRadio app now. One man, one goal. 
Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Well, other than the the Civil War, World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, the battle at 9-11, I don't know if the stakes have been higher for this nation than they are right now. Uh, The risk uh, of death to millions and the cost of millions of jobs and potential bankruptcies if businesses and households can't earn enough cash flow to help pay their bills. This is the challenge that we have. Private sector economists are now projecting the toll of the crisis could include 5 million lost jobs, 1.5 trillion in lost economic output. U.S. stocks have already lost 2 or 12 trillion in value. So it really comes down to the question of killing the virus or killing the economy. Now, a group of physicians here in the state of Utah, the Utah Academy of Family Physicians, have called on the governor today to shut down the state. They said the social distancing idea simply is not working, and we need to shut it down. We have 298 confirmed cases of coronavirus here in the state of Utah. With all the testing, nobody is telling us how many of them have been negative or how many of these confirmed cases have recovered. We aren't getting that information right now. We've had one death here in the state, but the physicians simply say social distancing is not working. Young people are not listening to their parents, obviously, and we need to shut the state down. Agree or disagree? 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, let's go to the phones. We begin in Sandy with Jerry. Jerry, should we shut the state down right now? Hi, Rod. I work for a major food distributor. We normally, in the vehicle maintenance department, we normally have 17 people on day shift and 11 people on night shift. We split that into three shifts now with six people on each shift. And four people are elected to take extended PTO. And when we go to work, we we have to check in and get our temperature taken. And, I mean, we are, every time we get in, a, in another vehicle, normally I do two or three glove changes a shift. Now I'm doing about 25 to 30 glove changes per shift. So, essentially, every time I get in, in another vehicle, I have to sterilize the steering wheel, sterilize the seat, and change my gloves. So, having said that... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers the governor people think there's a grocery problem now shut us down and watch what a grocery problem really looks like 
Wow, good good information, Jerry. Do you think, Jerry, from what you're doing, it sounds like you're doing all you can to protect not only the employees but also the people you interact with to protect yourself against this pandemic. Do you think you need to do anything more? That's about all we can do. You know, if there, if there is a bright side to it, you know, the chemicals that we work with, if a virus can live through them, I don't want to be around the virus anyway because – I mean, we use pretty heavy-duty solvents and some pretty, you know, diesel fuel in and of itself, you know, is pretty nasty stuff. And, you know, I mean, we're we're going, we're going above and beyond, you know, because we deal with people's food, you know, and we want to make darn sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to make sure that there's not going to be any transmission from our side. Sounds like you're doing a lot. All right. Sounds like you're doing a lot already. All right. Let's talk with Cindy in Provo. Uh, Cindy, how are you? And welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks, Rod. Um, I am the in the category of old age or greater than 60. I'm a retired registered nurse. I understand the logistics of isolating patients and how dangerous this virus can be. But the question is, what is the greater good? Um, are we going to lose lose more lives through the virus, or are we going to lose more lives through a Great Depression? You know, the United States is the standard that the entire world works, looks to, and if we go down, so does the rest of the world. So we're going to have to look at the greater good, and now we have some drugs on the scene that are promising. I'm sure you heard the story about the man oh, in Florida yeah. who was at death's mm-hmm. door and started taking these drugs, and and he's healed. And it's, and if if we spend all this money, shut down our economy, throw us into depression... What happens when the next bug comes? Because there's not going to be any money to take care of it then. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Cindy, thank you. Appreciate your input on that. Here on the Rod Arkent Show, let's take another caller as we uh, get your reaction to this call from doctors here in the state of Utah, family doctors, calling on the governor to shut the state down. Says not enough is being done with social distancing. Let's go to Mapleton and hear what Ben has to say on this tonight. Ben, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Good. Hi, hi, Rod. Yes, I had a... I think a good idea to keep the economy strong is to have the state sponsor pretty much. We want to take care of our seniors and we don't want them to die. And I think it would be very um, crude to just get the, get the economy going and seeing, you know, our seniors pass away so Mm -hmm. quickly. There'd be Mm -hmm. a lot if, if we didn't care about the virus. But um, I think the state, and I'm, 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 you know, I, I think a lot of people in the state would be willing to pay extra in taxes to get grocery delivery and medication delivery to these seniors so they can self-isolate and they don't, you know, they can voluntarily self-isolate and, uh, and if they need to, especially the ones who are uh, not doing well, uh, the seniors not doing well and anyone else who, you know, their doctors say, you know, these people need this service and this service as well. But, um, you know, until there's good treatments or whatever, I think, you know, it's such a, I think such a minor cost to do deliveries for these people, uh, get them basic needs. And so they don't have to go shopping. You know, you see these seniors, even today, they're in Smith walking around shopping for things because <clears throat> they need, mm-hmm. they need food. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, and if they, if they leave, if they leave their home and they can go ahead and leave their home if they want, and then that's their own risk. Yeah. You know, but we can't, yeah. uh, he's right, we can't hurt the economy. 
Yeah, good point, Ben. Good point. Thank you very much for your phone call. As a matter of fact, thank you, Ben. As a matter of fact, maybe we should have a grocery militia in this state. You know, we've got a lot of young men and young women returning to this state from their missions, many of them probably not completed because they've been called home by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Why not set up, why not set up, for crying out loud, a grocery militia and a number that people could call, say, I need groceries, can you bring them to me? I, I just don't want to leave the house. There's an idea for you. All right, let's go back to the phones, 888-570-8010. Let's go to Salt Lake City and hear what Woody has to say on the Rod Arquette Show tonight. Woody, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Good. Thanks for having me on, Rod. You're welcome. What are your uh, thoughts on I, this, Woody? I, I think that it'd be a good idea to lock down the state. Um, I'm a mechanic, and, and we're dealing with people coming in and hanging out while we work on cars. We're stuck getting in their cars, not knowing uh, who's infected, who's not. You know, it's, it's just a great risk. Um, but on the same same hand, I think the government's going to have to fork out a bit more than $1,200 per person. I mean, that 1200 is just not going to take us anywhere. Mm -hmm. So you're willing to shut down your business. You're willing to shut down your business, Woody, to protect it so you don't have to get in these cars and deal with the germs that may be on those wheels. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh All right. right, And and for the greater good, the seniors and and other people that we could infect if we're infected. All right. All right, Woody, thank you. Appreciate your opinion on that. We appreciate all your opinions. The uh, Utah Physicians Organization, family doctors, are calling on the governor to shut the state down. They simply say all the efforts that we have done so far here in the state of Utah are not working, and we need to take a step like they have in California, and I think there are 14 other states, maybe more than that, that have done that now, and we're getting your reaction to it. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. Well, taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show is Utah's tax attorney, Jordan Wilcox, talking about all issues involving taxes and dealing with the Internal Revenue Service. You know, I've been wanting to ask you this question throughout the day, Jordan, because I know you you have dealt in this area for a long, long time. And there may be a number of answers to this question, but why don't people pay their taxes? How do they get delinquent, Jordan? What happens to them? So, Rob, the the answer to that question is really staring us in the face right now. Uh, Unexpected things happen. Um, Right now, coronavirus is happening. Uh, For somebody else, six months ago, domestic violence happened. A divorce happened. A car accident happened. I had a client who um, was timely filing and paying his taxes for his entire life. He was about 60 years old. Um, and he had overpaid about $10,000 per tax year. He would always roll that money forward. And then his, uh, he had a, uh, somebody close to him got killed in a motorcycle accident, and that caused his life to crumble. And he didn't file his taxes for three or four years. And even though he always had refunds, and when he filed these again, he had refunds, but he had money that was just in the IRS account, and, and those expire under a refund statute expiration date. Mm-hmm. And so he lost his money um, just because the time had passed. We got it back uh, for him through uh, novel arguments, but ultimately people have tax problems for a myriad of reasons. There's yeah. 7 billion people plus on the planet, and there's 7 billion reasons for a tax problem. <laughs> Jordan, what kind of help do you offer people who are facing a situation like that? What kind of help do you offer them? 
So we handle uh, IRS collection negotiations. Uh, a, a taxpayer on their own trying to address this doesn't know which way is up. And the IRS doesn't necessarily work favorably with them. When, when somebody's unrepresented, they're really kind of, like I say, stepping into the boxing ring with uh, Muhammad Ali or Floyd Mayweather in, in today's day, and they don't even have gloves on. And so uh, it's a very difficult thing to handle. Uh, and so what we do is we take the case from start to finish. We deal with the IRS on a taxpayer's behalf. We pull master tax file transcripts. We analyze statutes of limitations. We see what sort of mm -hmm, relief mm -hmm, can be granted. Mm -hmm. And that's based on collection uh, taxpayers' ability to pay. So to pay. there's installment yeah. agreements. There's settlements. There's hardships. All kinds uh, of avenues to do it. Yeah, right. all kinds of avenues to do it, Jordan. Well, if right. you want, Jordan's with us throughout the day. If you want more information, uh, here's how you get a hold of Jordan. You can just dial pound 250 and say tax, tax help. That's pound 250 tax help. Call him directly at 801-657-5951. Don't let fear paralyze you. Call Jordan Wilcox right now. Actions don't. Again, that's edcure.org. edcure.org. Sponsored by Boston Scientific. The Rod Arquette Show on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS and iHeart Radio Station. Some physicians here in the state of Utah are now calling on the governor to shut the state down. Stay in your homes. They say the social distancing here in the state is not working. Your reaction to that call, 888-570-8010. Let's go to uh, Robert, who is in Riverton tonight. Robert, weigh in on this. What do you say? Yeah, man. I've been following the government since Carter because everything Carter did to California. I'm originally from California. And when this corona thing broke out, I just was all over it, and now it's gone this long into it. I've seen what a lot of doctors online are saying this is the least lethal disease or plague or whatever out of any of them, that still way more people are dying of influenza, and that's getting people of all ages, not just old people that have conditions. You know, they're already dying. But here, they, the Democrats are using this because they got the media locked in with them. And to me, they're trying to force communism. They can't get Trump out. They can't do it any other way. So they're going ahead and with the media, telling the same lie to no end of 24-7. Because, I mean, Hitler proved people fall for that. You just got to tell the lie long enough. And uh, that's what they're doing. That's what this all is. Yeah, I I, does, I wouldn't put it past him, Robert, to be real honest. Let's go to Kaysville, see what Dave has to say tonight on the Rod Arquette Show. Hi, Dave. Hey, Rod. Well, um, Sean Hannity had a doctor on um, his, his show today that was talking about herd immunity. We need we need the herd immunity to this. We can't hide from this virus. We could, you know, we could shut it down for a week or two, and then everybody come out, and if we miss one or two cases, then it just springs up again. I, I, I just don't understand the point. I think we need to monitor closely. If the hospitals are starting to get overwhelmed, then possibly we may need to shut it down for two weeks to kind of, what would they say, would flatten the curve. But right now, it, it's just not. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time. Yeah, interesting, Dave. Thank you. I like that term, herd immunity. Uh, you know, over the years, we've had to deal with the flu. More people have died from the flu in the United States this year than have than have from the coronavirus. I think we do have a herd immunity. Over the years, we've developed immunities to the, the flu, and we get it sometimes, and we deal with it. And I wonder if down the road, now this may be a bit different, a virus that affects you differently, but if we develop immunities to that as well, could this thing become kind of like the flu in the past? I don't know, but it's an interesting approach when it comes to the herd mentality. Maybe something we should talk about. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. The scam artists are at it with Corona. Rain will change to snow Wednesday night, and snow is likely Thursday morning. I'm meteorologist Chase Thomason for KUTV 2 News. We're live, we're local, and we're everywhere with you each and every day on the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you download it today. And, of course, uh, we are keeping you up to date on everything, everything that is going on with coronavirus. Keeping you up to date, the governor today announcing an economic plan, a three-pronged approach to keeping Utah's strong economy alive during this period of time. We've got we've got a lot more things going on as well, so we invite you to be with us. This hour, we're going to talk about scams that are taking place out there. How are state lawmakers dealing with this uh, this social distancing right now? We've had a member of the uh, Utah legislature uh, who has tested positive for coronavirus and is dealing with that right now. We'll talk about that. And an interesting topic, and I know you people are going to say, well, that's kind of a weird one, Rod. But funerals, I mean, you know, how do people, we've been told not to uh, uh, stay away from any groups that are larger than 10 people. Well, you have a family who wants to get together for the loss of a loved one, and they're being told they can't do it now. So how do we deal with that? We'll talk about that coming up this hour on the Rod Arquette Show, so we invite you to stay with us. Now, um, you know, these slime balls, they're out there right now. You've got a lot of scams going on. Not only here in the state of Utah, but around the country, you have people who are hoarding food. Yesterday, the uh, head of the Justice Department, the Attorney General, Bill Bill Barr, came out and said, Look, folks, we're coming after you, uh, and we're going to come after you if you are attempting to rip people off during this pandemic that we're experiencing right now. Well, on our Newsmaker line, we spoke a short time ago with John Huber. John is the U.S. Attorney for the state of Utah. And I said, are you worried? You know, we've got people worried. We've got a lot of anxiety out there, a lot of stress out there. And I asked John if he's concerned that these scams are simply going to get bigger and bigger and more dangerous as this time goes on. Oh, yes, Rod. I'm I'm really concerned. In fact, all of us across the country as United States attorneys very concerned. It's the Attorney General himself, Bill Barr, who has prioritized the investigation and prosecution of coronavirus fraud schemes. John, we're seeing a lot of anxiety and stress out there because of COVID-19 and er- how it's impacting everything in our lives right now. Um, when you hear about these scams, is it just adding to the stress that a, a lot of Americans are going through right now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
you know, it's times like these, Rod, that uh, usually brings out the best in us. In fact, we see that all across our country, people looking out for one another, uh, protecting one another, providing for one another when we're uh, secluded away in our homes. Usually that's what happens in our great nation. But, never, you know, nevertheless, we have these scoundrels and fraudsters who are always looking for a new way to make money and exploit our fears. One of the scams that are out there right now, John, are these emails that are coming from the CDC. Now, I think a lot of people would assume if they saw an email from the CDC, they would think that it's okay and they could follow the direction. How do we protect ourselves against things like that, like an email coming from the CDC? How do we protect ourselves? Right. We need to be extra careful about emails and these phishing scams. You know, we deal with these when it's not the coronavirus. We get these scams saying they're the U.S. Marshal or the IRS. Uh, If it's the World Health Organization or the the CDC this time around, we need to be very careful. The best thing to do is to go to their direct website, go to them, because typically when someone's reaching out to us like that, there's a good chance that it's a phishing scam and that they're just trying to uh, fake us out. What about these phishing emails? We know they're out there, you know, and primarily, I think most of the time, they're asking for money. How do we protect ourselves against phishing emails? Well, yeah, they're asking for money or personal identification information. Don't give it to them. Do not give those types of that type of information or money to these groups. If you want to donate to a charity, uh, don't you know? Don't do it to something that's uh, coming to you. Uh, contact them directly. So maybe the email is a a legit email, but still my advice to seniors especially is if they want to donate to the Red Cross or the United Way or the Food Bank, go to that website directly or call them directly. Using the phone number and contact information that's listed publicly, not not the information that comes in this unsolicited email. How good is the Justice Department, federal, local, state officials, John, in tracking down the people behind this? How good are are, are you at that? Because it's got to be very complicated to find out where this is coming from. Well, it is complicated, but our federal agents are the best of the best, and we will track down the people who are going to take advantage of us if we get the information. And that's why we ask people to contact this uh, clearinghouse um, website and the, the disaster fund hotline, the disaster fund email, and report these scams and, and schemes to us. We're very good, Rod, in that uh, even this week we've been hunting down leads here in Utah with Homeland Security agents and other agents that has shown uh, you know tracks back even to Europe. Uh, your fans, your radio listeners, could you know Google, for instance. Uh, Uh, London, England arrest for COVID-19 fraud, and you will see an arrest that was made over the weekend that, uh, you know, is interconnected to some of the investigations we're doing right here on the ground in Utah. This is happening. The fraudsters are active. And remember, there is no cure. We're waiting. We're hoping for medicine and science to catch up, and they will. But right now, there's no cure. And so if someone's telling you, here's a cure, buy it. Here, send me some money, and I'll send you the cure. Don't do it. It's a scam. Who are these bad guys, John? Who are these people? Well, it it runs the gamut. Uh, We know that fraudsters have no conscience, and they're just going to exploit our fear to their advantage. Uh, Sometimes they are individuals. Sometimes there's a group of them working together. 
Another type of thing that we need to worry about and that is exploiting our fears is this hoarding thing. And I'm not, I'm not talking about us keeping a good supply of toilet paper in our home. I'm talking about a group of people who put together a warehouse and then are buying up as much as they can to then price gouges. If you are that type of fraudster and schemer and scoundrel, in my mind, you can expect a knock on your door at your warehouse, and that's going to be a federal agent, and he or she is not going to be smiling. So there's all types of frauds out there. We need to be very careful. If you get wind of one, please contact the disaster fraud hotline, and let's do this clearinghouse of information. Federal agents and prosecutors will hunt down these scoundrels and hold them accountable. How do we protect the elderly? Because they appear at this point to be the most vulnerable to the COVID-19 virus right now. And I imagine they're the ones who are being uh, targeted by many of these scanners. How do we protect them? Or what should we do if we have an elderly parent? Should we be checking on them for stuff like this, John? What do you recommend? Well, exactly. We already are checking on them and supporting them because they are vulnerable. We're the ones delivering supplies and food to them. We need to expand that conversation and see what they're talking about and ask them if they've heard about these scams. Sometimes they're a little embarrassed that they are looking for a cure-all medicine or panacea, uh, but we need to ask them those questions. And if, and if that conversation leads to, yes, I saw something online or I got this call or I was wondering about this cure, we need to help them appreciate that there are there are people out there who are going to take advantage of them. Our seniors, we revere them. We don't defraud them. And we need to protect them by helping them appreciate that there are people who will take advantage of them. They are the most trusting people in our communities. And because of that, they're taken advantage of too often. Have a good conversation with your neighbor who is elderly, your aunt, your grandma, uh, your grandfather, others and help them appreciate in this modern world, it's just too easy for a fraudster in the UK to even defraud us here in uh, Draper, Utah. He is the U.S. Attorney for Utah, John Huber, talking about coronavirus-related scams and what you need to do to protect you and your family, and maybe your mom and dad as well. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show in Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listening, you'll know, taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show has been Jordan Wilcox. He's a Utah tax attorney, joining us again to talk about everything that's going on in the tax world and with the current situation we're facing in this country. Let's talk about that again right now, if we could, Jordan. Talk about the virus and the impact it is having on uh, on, on people that delinquent taxes, paying taxes, and solutions that you offer them during this hard time? Sure. <clears throat> so, Rob, the impact, I think, is more far-reaching than any of us even can understand, and, and maybe not even the uh, the virus itself, but the economic impact and, and aftershock, if you will. Um, and that is that, you know, again, with employee unemployment rates uh, teetering near 30%, that means that small businesses are laying people off left and right. And if they're not laying people off, they might be struggling to meet payroll. Mm-hmm. And if they're struggling to meet payroll, then they're going to first things first, pay their employees because their employees have given their time and their, uh, and their effort and their labor. And then the IRS gets left high and dry. And that is not an acceptable solution. If the IRS sees that somebody has uh, too many employees versus dollars to pay payroll, the IRS solution is lay somebody off. 
Um, they don't want to see a tax problem be created. But ultimately, crazy times dictate crazy outcomes. And there will certainly be a rash of businesses who are just trying to stay afloat, who are um, un- unintentionally stepping into tax problems. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Because... This is unprecedented. It's yeah, nothing that yeah. any of us really have lived through before. And uh, it's kind of day by day. Yeah. Jordan, how important is it for somebody out there who is having issues with the IRS to sit down with you and really strategize and come up with a plan of attack? I'd say it's, it's crucial. Um, in order to really attack this effectively and make sure that your rights are protected and, and that... Uh, you get the best outcome possible. It really is in in your best interest to speak with a professional. And to that point, you know, with the uh, risk of community spread of coronavirus, you know, we've, we've made adaptations. So we now hold um, video conferencing for consultations. Um, there's no need to even come face to face. You know, you can speak with us from the convenience and comfort mm-hmm. of your home or mm-hmm. your uh, local quarantine isolation uh, segment, whatever that may be. But ultimately, um, with the taxes being, uh, the timeliness of this is, is just incredible. It's, it's right at the time of tax season. Thankfully and fortunately, the IRS has seen grace in an extension, which they didn't have to do, um, but thankfully they did. Uh, I don't advise that people take advantage of that unnecessarily if they don't need to. If you can timely file and pay your taxes, that is my advice. Mm -hmm. I I have friends who say, I'd like to settle. I say, the best thing you can do is timely file and pay your taxes. You don't want to need me. But if you do have a tax problem, my opinion is there's nobody better out there to solve the problem. He is Utah's tax attorney. We're talking about Jordan Wilcox. And if you'd like to find out more and find out what he can do for you, give him a call right now, 801-657-5951, 801-657-5951. You can dial pound 250 and say tax help. That's pound 250 tax help. Or online, just go to tax help. photos and special discounts only available on andro400.com, andro400.com. The Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know I was just conveying to E-Ray 
uh, during the break. I got to get out of the house for a minute tonight. I mean, I got to go for a drive somewhere. No, I won't stop anywhere and interact with anybody other than my wife if she wants to come along with me. But how many of you, you're, cr- you're in the house all day, especially the moms and dads with school-age children, got to be driving them kind of batty, right? So take a little ride. Not going to hurt anybody. Take a little ride and just get out and maybe breathe a little fresh air. All right, um, let's see. We've had a Utah congressman who's been hospitalized as a result of coronavirus. We've had a Utah lawmaker. She is home dealing with coronavirus right now. And lawmakers here in the state of Utah have been advised to self-isolate after she tested positive for the new virus. So how is that impacting lawmakers? Joining us on our newsmaker line right now to talk about it is State Senator Todd Weiler. Todd, how are you? And welcome back to the show. Good. I'm doing good, Rod. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Have you decided to self-isolate, uh, Todd, or what exactly are you doing, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so um, Sunday night, you know, I saw the news that Luz Escamilla had been diagnosed with COVID-19, and I happened to sit in front of her on the Senate floor about four feet away. Um, I haven't measured it, but it might be three and a half feet, but relatively <laughs> close. So I haven't seen Luz for 12 days uh, now. Um, and I haven't had any symptoms, so I don't think I have it. And, you know, my, my, uh, my prayers and thoughts are with her and her family. Her husband has also been diagnosed, and so we don't know if she got it from him or if he got it from her. She didn't start showing um, any flu-like symptoms until the Monday after the session, which ended on Thursday, I think it was March 12th. And so um, we don't know of any other legislators, state legislators, who are sick or have, you know, those types of symptoms, but I'm being careful. But in on top of all of that, Rod, um, my youngest son came home from Cambodia last night, um, uh, you know, early from his LDS mission. He's been quarantined there for a month in his apartment, not because he was sick, but to try to mm-hmm. keep him from being sick. So now he's quarantined in our house for 14 days as well. So how's the uh, Weiler family doing and dealing with all this, Todd? <laughs> we're, we're doing okay. I mean, we don't have, uh, you know, the hardest thing for us is my wife and I have a, you know, three-and-a-half-week-old grandson, and, you know, we're really hesitant to be around him at all, mm-hmm. especially with this new information. So even with my son coming home last night, my his, his brother and uh, sister-in-law and the baby didn't come to welcome him or anything. And by the way, uh, our family followed all the rules at the airport, so... Good for you. Good for you. Todd, I mean, this would have been an interesting situation if this had come down during the middle of the legislative session, wouldn't it? Because this mostly happened near the end of the session. But what if this would have happened in the middle of everything? Yeah, it would have been a bizarre. So two things I want to tell you. We talked about canceling the last four days of the session. And one of the reasons we didn't was because we didn't want to panic the public. I mean, this was, you know, this was three weeks ago, two weeks ago. So it was, you know, well before you know, where we are now. But number two, we didn't have a procedure in place, kind of like the U.S. Senate, to to act remotely. So during the last two days of the session, we actually passed a bill that will allow us to uh, to meet remotely now. So if we have to come back into a special session in the next couple of weeks, we could do that online, which we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee the possibility of coming back? I know I remember talking with uh, Senate President Stuart Adams saying, you know, if we have to come back to get some money to businesses or to help the economy here in the state of Utah, we're willing to do that. Do you see that happening right now? I, I see, I see uh, several scenarios. I mean, of course, 
we don't know yet if we'll have a veto override session because we don't know yet, you know, what the mm-hmm. governor's going to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't mm-hmm. think there'll be a lot of vetoes this year. But I think what's most likely is we'll come back in a special session to um, reduce our budget. We passed a budget two weeks ago, but it was based on forecasts like people paying their state taxes on April 15th, which is now off the bargain. And it was based on our economic for- forecast from a few months ago, and of course everything's changed. So I think we'll definitely come back in a special session probably the third Wednesday of May, and we'll probably reduce our budget down because it doesn't go into effect until July 1st. And we may have some type of state stimulus. I'm not promising that we will. I'm saying that, you know, if we were going to do that, I think we would do that. Um, you know, I think we'll wait to see what Congress comes up with and then see if we need to supplement that at the state level. The uh, governor today, along with his economic task force, unveiled a three-prong approach to helping the economy here in the state during this pandemic. Have you had a chance to look at it at all, Todd? And if so, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've reviewed it. I mean, that was announced at 2 o'clock today. I'm excited. I think we're probably the first state in the country to kind of come out with our our plan to recover our economy from this and uh, really appreciate all the hard work that went into that from the Salt Lake Chamber, Derek Miller, and from the governor's office and, you know, the legislative um, uh, people were involved. So it's got a lot, Natalie Gotchner, a lot, a lot of community input and support. I'm glad we have a plan. I'm hoping we can follow it. I, I don't know if it'll get followed, you know, exactly, but we ought to have a plan and we ought to be looking forward because we're going to get through this eventually. Overall, give us your assessment of how you think the state right now is handling this uh, pandemic. How are we doing, in your opinion? Well, I think we're probably doing it just about right because, I hear some people saying we're going way too far, and I hear another, a lot of people saying we're not going far enough, which kind of tells me that we probably hit that sweet spot in the middle. So I was personally glad that Governor Herbert came out and said, no, we're not going to be charging people with Class B misdemeanors if they're at a family <laughs> gathering or at a funeral with more than 10 people. Yeah, I have 13 in my family, so I'm glad he said that as well, Todd. Todd, as yeah, always, great yeah. chatting with you. Stay well. Yeah. Thanks, Rod. Thank you. All right. You too. On our Newsmaker Line, State Senator Todd Weiler uh, talking about uh, lawmakers having to self-isolate as a result after State Senator Luz Escamilla uh, announced that she tested positive for the new virus. And I think she's posted on Facebook what it's been like, and it's been pretty tough for her and her family right now. More coming up on the Rod. Coronavirus update with Oscar Ramirez. Always free and there when you need to stay informed. Download the iHeartRadio app. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. You know, there is uh, no doubt whatsoever that this COVID-19 pandemic has impacted almost every facet of our lives today. From the ability to go to work, the ability to go to school, the ability to entertain ourselves, be it at home, watching a sporting event or going to a sporting event, going out to dinner, going out to a movie. You name it, almost everything has been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, including the opportunity to say goodbye to our loved ones who have passed away. Yes, we're talking about funerals and Utah funeral homes right now. 
are trying to find ways to help people grieve despite the limitations from the coronavirus. Joining us on our Newsmaker Line to talk about it right now here on the Rod Kent Show is Joe Rudd. Joe is president of the Utah Funeral Directors Association. Joe, how are funeral uh, directors and funeral uh, uh, places here in the state, how are they dealing with this new challenge, which basically says no more than 10 people should gather together, um, and even when it comes to paying their last respects to their loved ones? How are funeral homes dealing with this? It's kind of a... A different atmosphere we're in at this point. Um, you can't push off grief. I, you know, we've been taught that in our mortuary degrees, and people need to have that grief and that closure. So we've done a lot of improvising um, to try to keep with our numbers what the CDC is, you know, advises us to do to keep the numbers down to ten in a group. Um, some of that, I think the most important of is so they can say goodbye to their loved one. We do have some viewings that some funeral homes are doing, you know, the the body, we prepare it and put it in a room, a big viewing room, and let family members in 10 at a time to see them mm-hmm. to get closure. Um, some funeral homes have, you know, chose just to do graveside services and then have a family come and just see, you know, see their loved one and be a part of that. Um, there is the CDC says if you do have somebody that passed away from COVID nineteen, if you prepare the body right, there is no there's no way you can contract it from the body. So you'll be able to have a viewing for those also. Um, but just that's how it's impacting it. Um, it's it's very detrimental if they don't get to say goodbye to their loved one down the road. We've we've experienced that with. Some people that just have us take and do a direct cremation, but then they come back. We found that they come back to us and they've, they've just missed something. And, you know, we're also, it's impacting families. We're, we're videoing. A lot of funeral homes are videoing, videoing services. Our funeral home personally has got out the GoPro and videoed them and then videoed uh, uh, graveside services. And then we put it back send it to the family members that want to watch that and try to hold the numbers down to, you know, 10 in a group, or mm-hmm. 10 at the cemetery or however you're doing that. You know what, John, though, um, this has got to be hard for families. It sounds like, by the sounds of it, you know, funeral homes throughout the state are doing the best they can, but this has got to be hard for families. It is. It's, it's been a difficult time because at first we didn't have a lot of the guidelines and they've slowly come on and the more guidelines we have, we've kind of drew lines in the sand per se. So we know where, where to do things. But um, I've noticed the last couple families I have taken care of are a little bit more educated with it. Um, It's difficult because we can't meet with the whole family to, to make the arrangements. We can only meet with one of them. Um, We can also meet, uh, you know, you know, either uh, somehow live, you know, film it and make arrangements or over the phone, but they still need to come see their loved one. And that's the most difficult is everybody wants a full service. It seems like not everybody, but a lot of families want a full service with songs and whatever religion they are, they want to go through the whole process and they just can't do it at this point. As a group, they can do it as a video and only have 10 people and then share it or live stream it but as a group it's pretty difficult to come in because they 
we're not allowed to do that or we shouldn't do that. Are you getting a lot of calls from funeral homes around the state seeking some kind of direction into how to deal with this? Yeah, there's a there's several different ways funeral homes are doing it. Um, as an association, as Utah Funeral Directors Association, we've tried to set out a few guidelines of how how they're doing it. Um, the bulk of uh, the funeral homes, I believe, are probably doing graveside services with a, you know, with a viewing the way I the way discussed earlier, having people come in 10 at a time to see their loved one. But, you know, as far as a funeral home, that cuts into your bottom dollar also as you, of your business. And, you know, you want to serve the family the best way you can also. And so I think that a lot of them have shortened up their services and done those kind of things. Um, there, a lot of funeral homes want to have guidelines to work with or do the best they can. But we'll tell you that we need to check with our local health departments because some health departments are a little bit, have different guidelines also than than others in the state. We found that out also. Where would uh, funeral homes be today without the use of technology to at least be able to allow families to have a moment with their loved ones who they have lost? Where would you be today without that technology? If we didn't have the technology we didn't have today that we have today, you would just be doing probably, you know, taking your loved one out and just doing a direct burial. You wouldn't be able to have all your family family be a part of it. Um, most of our companies that service our funeral homes with like web streaming or even the, the license to web stream, a lot of those are doing those services for free and have offered them to funeral homes so that we can live stream and be able to see that. But if we didn't have that technology, the closure, it'd be pretty detrimental because there's several family members that can't fly here, that they can't, they can't get to their mother's funeral. Uh, there are there are some funeral homes that are delaying services, but as this thing progresses, it might get longer. And most funeral homes don't have the capabilities to refrigerate somebody to keep them for you know a long period of time. So we still have a time frame there. So it it it's been nicer that we have that technology. It's, it has opened a lot of doors for our families that they didn't even know that they could do. So it's helped. Joe Rudd, president of the Utah Funeral Directors Association, talking about funerals during the COVID-19 pandemic here on the Rod Arquette Show. Don't forget Dave Ramsey coming your way at the top of the hour. If you're in debt, trying to get out of debt, boy, his message now more important than ever. And Dave will be with you tonight from 7 to 10 right here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Our final chance to talk with Utah's tax attorney. We're talking about Jordan Wilcox. He's been joining us on center stage today throughout the show this afternoon, offering you great advice on dealing with your taxes in the Internal Revenue Service. Our last chance to talk with Jordan. Jordan, let's hit some of the key points that you think people should know during these very challenging times in dealing with the Internal Revenue Service. What What's some of the advice you would give to listeners right now? I... Uh... That's a tough one, you know. Family first. Uh, you got to take care of yourself and your loved ones. Do what you can to uh, self-quarantine. I mean, we're, we're off tax topic for a moment because it's a very broad question, but do what you can to uh, pause in life mm-hmm. and kind of recalibrate and uh, put first things first. And once you've done that, then uh, it's time to, to tackle that monster in the closet, your taxes.
Yeah, it is that tax time. Now, a lot of deadlines have changed over the past few days. Uh, Jordan, update us on what some of the what the IRS has done with these deadlines of filing your taxes and paying if you, in fact, owe money. So the IRS has adjusted their uh, tax payment deadline as well as their filing deadline to July 15th. And the state of Utah has recently uh, made uh, posted that they are following in step with the IRS, which is very helpful when you consider that the state return is a function of the federal return. And if you had to complete that before you ever filed your federal, it's kind of putting the cart before the horse. Strategies. We talked about this the last time we had you on the show a moment ago. Um, uh, Jordan, how important is it for people who are dealing with uh, taxes right now in the Internal Revenue Service, how important is it for them to sit down with you and come up with a game plan? Approaching this correctly is absolutely critical. My door is a revolving door of taxpayers who have gone elsewhere, whether in-state or out-of-state, uh, to try and solve this problem. And uh, in so many instances, you know, they wouldn't be in front of me if they were not uh, without relief in the first instance. So they, they met with the wrong people or they tried to do it on their own, and it's an uphill battle. Uh, dealing with the IRS is extremely complex, and they don't deal fairly with unrepresented taxpayers. It's a very uphill battle, again, as I stated. And to be able to sit down uh, with, with us, with myself, and map out a plan um, strategically for exactly what your situation entails, looking at it from every angle, and really leaving no stone unturned in the effort to get the most favorable outcome for a taxpayer. When a taxpayer does this on their own, the general outcome is if they go for offering compromise, it's going to be rejected. Um, If they work through us, our uh, likelihood of success and our success rate is astronomical in comparison to those who try and do it on their own. Jordan, it's been great to have you on the show today, offering some great advice. Thank you for joining us this afternoon on Center Stage. Jordan, enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you. Thank you, Rod. All right, Jordan Wilcox, Utah's tax attorney, joining us on Center Stage today. Now, if you want to get some information or find out what Jordan can do for you, numerous ways to get a hold of him. Call him right now at 801-657-5951. That's 801-657-5951. Or just dial pound 250 and say tax help. That's pound 250 and say tax help. Or you can learn more on his website. That's tax. It's triple eight. Plan Rick or visit us online at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. Final few minutes of the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio 1059 KNRS. Listening, you'll know we're an iHeart radio station in the stock market today. Good day on the market. I think it's had its best year since about 1933. Up 2,100 points today, uh, and many investors are now feeling that we are going to get a stimulus package to help the country economically deal with the coronavirus. As a matter of fact, the president said today the country was, quote, nearing the end of a historic battle with the invisible enemy of coronavirus. Uh, He emphasized his desire for the U.S. to reopen for business by Easter. 
Hansen's talk economic advisor said Congress is getting closer and closer to passing an unprecedented financial package. Now, the Democrats are trying to throw everything but the kitchen sink on this, talking about funding for Planned Parenthood, a minimum wage of $15, voting by mail, making it standard all around the country. This is all Nancy Pelosi's work, and I hope that the American people pay attention to what's going on right now with all of this. And they basically, you know, they had a deal on this uh, that they were working on, uh, and they worked on it through the weekend. But guess who showed up on um, on uh, over the weekend? Nancy Pelosi flying in from San Francisco, which is her home base, her home district, with a list of things she wanted on there. Basically, she had... What was it? An 1,100-page bill or 1,900-page bill, something stupid like that, listing everything. Don't you think they've been working on this for quite some time? And who was it that, uh, who was it, Clyburn, the uh, congressman out of South Carolina, Clyburn, who basically said, we are going to design a package that fits what we want to see happen in the future. Didn't care anything about what's going on right now. So this is all part of a Democratic plan to load as much as they can onto this Christmas tree, and the President and Republicans in the Senate, including Mitch McConnell, are trying to beat that back. So I hope voters remember that come November. All right, that does it for us tonight. Head up, shoulders back. May God bless you and your family. Thanks for joining. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.